At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Ladies and gentlemen, our annual, well, we have them on more than once a year, but at least we do this uh, as a marker in the calendar. It's our annual baseball season win total segment with the great, legendary founder of Las Vegas Sports Consultants. It's Roxy Roxborough. How you doing, Roxy? I'm doing fine. I am, Gil. May I, may I say thank you because you walked in here and you gave me a ticket stub. The 1940 Washington football team, you know their name. 1940. This was the year that they lost to the Bears 73 to nothing in the in the uh, championship game. Uh-huh. Neither you or I were there no. at that time. But no. you gave me a ticket stub from one of their games here, so I appreciate that. Not from that game, but from a game. I appreciate that. Yeah. Very nice. Thank okay. you so much. Yeah. Well, my pleasure. Roxy, this is the. Uh, you said, "What am I going to do with it?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is you. You still like to bet. Of all things, still to this day, the one thing you haven't been able to shake betting-wise is baseball season win totals. And we love you for that. <laughs> Why do you love betting them so much? Oh, they used to be amazingly inefficient. Now they're just a little bit inefficient. Futures are for different types of people. You know, your money stretches out over nine months here. And uh, uh can't make a living off them because you don't get enough churn. But to me, it's still fabulous. And I follow the baseball season. I had a really bad season, I think, it was nine years ago. And I said, if I ever have another losing season, I'm quitting. Was it 2013, nine years ago? I think it was. Because I had a terrible season, 2013. Oh. 2012 was great. 2014 was great. 2013 was horrible. I think it was, it was 13. Yes. And I said, if I have another losing season, I'll quit. And so here we are. <laughs> uh, and I'll say it again, if, yeah. if these picks don't end up in the plus, I'll, I'll quit. But no, no. You've given, you, you had some years on this show where you were like 8-1 and one doing these with us. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, this, this year was, of course, a little different because um, you had no activity for a long time. And then you had that flurry of activity in, in the three days after the, uh, they signed the agreement. Right. So... Uh, it was a little different. Most of these teams were formulated, though, before the lockout. 
That's right. It was in December, right? Got them together because they knew it was on the horizon. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's quirky. It has been a quirky offseason like that. Mm-hmm. How many total do you have here for us? Five. 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 Okay. Um, why don't we try to squeeze two in here, and I'll let okay. you go in whatever order you want. Normally I go by division, but because I, I do a lot of scheduling um, and uh, deep dives into divisions. So, but I'm going to go – I'm going to just do the picks. I have three in the National League and two in the American League. I'm going to give you, to me, the – if I had one best pick, it would be the Cardinals under. And generally what happens is I bet them all for the same amount. I mean, I've, I've got 22 different teams bet, but if I, can't, if I don't bet 10 figures, at least, you know, in 10 figures, then I don't give them out, okay? But the Cardinals, to me, is, is uh, under. You probably get a better number than I, I, than I got, too, because I was under 85 and a half, and I ran into an 86 and a half the other day. It was sort of bizarre. I'm seeing the Cardinals at 86 and a half. I'm seeing the Brewers at 88 and a half. And there's the way I look at it. You have one that's a real baseball team, the Brewers. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have another one doing a farewell tour, 162-game farewell tour. So I— For Albert Albert Pujols you're talking about or just generally? Pujols, Wainwright, Yachty. Yeah, all of them. All won't be average players this year, Mm -hmm. despite Wainwright's good year last year. Pujols, the race— Waste of uh, waste of a roster spot, and they've got the pitching talent, but injuries again. And to me, the Brewers is good pitching rotation. Uh, well, you know, th- maybe they're in the top three or four pitching rotations around. So this gives me ends up giving me two bets because you got the other teams in that division treading water, trying to get to seventy five wins. So I I bet the uh, uh, Cardinals under, and I bet the Brewers in every future book category you you can get so if um so i bet him division pennant world series and uh because i think they cakewalk to that division and they just have a real good team so under on the cardinals yeah you said something there before i don't want to let it slide because mm-hmm. you said i'm not i won't give them unless i'm betting 10 figures on it what did you mean by that well i mean if if i am not getting if i'm not getting down for it not Ten figures, it meant five figures. Oh, okay. You were just you were just doing. Yeah. It by now, if I'm not getting down for okay. at least ten thousand, I'm not bothered to get, you know give the plays out. Someone out there was like, "Roxy's betting a billion dollars." Oh, this? okay. I, yeah. yeah, I got that wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's some plays that yeah. you get just on valuation for for a few thousand because it's a one-off number and you can never see it again, right? right. So I right. you know I make plays like that, but you can't give those plays out because those numbers just don't exist. Now that now that they make you know some of these books are giving out adjusted season win totals in season. Do you end up betting those at all? Yeah, I will. You will. Yeah, but you don't bet games on a, on a daily basis. No, no. You've that. Those, them no. days are over. Ah, uh, you can only stand so much torture in your yeah. life. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. I yeah, ten years ago, five years ago, used to be my favorite sp- sport to bet. Now I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it on a nightly basis. Okay, so Cardinals under right. number two. What do you got? Number two. Now these are all basically about the same. I got to go the D-backs over in the NL West and. Uh, uh, this is a, here's a, let's do a deep dive into this for a second okay. here. Please. You basically, so the Dodgers, if you, let's say they're going to win a hundred games as you're projected to win a hundred, they won 106. So that's, that's plus six wins there. That'll be six wins less. You have the Giants probably going to be 22 wins less. How dare you? Okay. Yeah. How dare you? So, and you've got the Rockies probably 
uh, four wins less. So that, ends, that adds up to 32 less, and then you've got the Padres probably 10 more. That's 22 games. You know, that's the way I look at it. There's 22 games in that, in that division that are going to, you know, up for grabs based on the projections. And I don't see why the Diamondbacks don't get a, a, a good deal of them. Uh, it's an a- Outside of Martel, it's an average team. But when you're trying to win 67 games, I mean, you, you, you can take a team with uh, a war at one and a half every, for every position. Their pitching staff outside of um, Zach Gullen is 10% below league average. There's hardly any difference between number two and number 10. But that's fine to be 10% below league average when you're trying to win 67 games. Mm-hmm. Almost any pickup they make where they say the player's like uh, only a one war, hey, that's, that's all you need. We're not asking them to win anything. When your number's at 67. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think, and of course, they were going to be a big regression play anyway. So that's, that's an over. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, we have well, we have about a minute here, so I don't want to. We'll get to the next three here after the break. Okay. But uh, so you will do the adjusted season wins. How how deep into the season is there a general rule for that? Like I assume you won't do it a month into the season, but like do you wait to the half. Yeah, I could do a month into the season. If, but, if, yeah, last year they would have carried me out into the Twins. I might have pressed them up every day for oh, for thirty days. So I, I mean, I uh, loved them before the season. <laughs> I was right there with you. Oh, yeah. I got crushed on the Twins. So yeah. I had to overcome that, uh, which, you know, so last year on this show was 4-2, and two, so I started out with one loss. <laughs> right. Unbeknownst to you. But that was the thing is that the, the year before, though, you your record on this show doing this is off the charts great. Yeah. This is still, because of the 162-game well, schedule, you would agree that it's still, and I get it, the, you know, the macroeconomics opportunity cost of having your money tied up if you're not lucky enough to have a credit account. Yeah. But as a bet, having 162 games to overcome negative variance, your handicap can survive that, where it can in the NFL, it can in college football. So it's still a fun bet to make. I think it is. But yeah. you got to realize they're not all coming down to the wire. Some of them are going to be won or lost in June, July, August. Yeah. yeah. We'll come back. Three more season win totals from Roxy Roxborough. Exclusively right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Lose 20000 or 30000 and stuff like that. I, don't, I wouldn't have an issue with that. You know, it depends what the cap limits are, too. But that's just another way to do it. Actually, it gives a better management for the bookmaker. Because if, you, if everybody's a... You take $1,000 on everybody, mm-hmm. and somebody's 1000 to 1, it uh, creates pretty big liability. It's an issue, yeah. Not only that, wh- where do you move them? You can't move them to 750 You can't move them to 500 uh, because, you know, you're, it doesn't do any good. Yeah. So if you put a cap on it, you say you're willing to lose, like, let's say, like you said you got a $1,000 bet at 75 to 1, you mm-hmm. know, I think, you know, a reasonable cap is 50000 75000 100000 something like that. Yeah, yeah. Did, didn't press it to find out a bit more, but I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm just curious why some of the more prominent offshores, of all mm-hmm. the things that mm-hmm. they cap, it's yeah. always the baseball player props for the whole season. It's mm-hmm. never another sport. Well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is yeah. other sports. I well, check. No, but yeah. no, they do it in baseball futures, too. Yeah. Well, basically, it just guarantees you that you can win. The player can win so much. Yeah. Okay. And then they calculate what your bet is for you. Right. Right. You but, know, but, like sometimes you get like eighteen hundred dollar, uh, eighteen, eleven and thirty seven cents that's right. to win uh, 
20,000 or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. It just seems counter to their reputation is, I guess, what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't I don't have an issue with it. Okay. I, okay. I, don't, I don't know that I have an issue with it, too. I was just yeah. sort of wondering why, of all things, they decided uh-huh. that. All right. Three more season wins. What's next? Okay. Well, first of all, I'll say back on these season wins, I guess we have to <clears> – <throat> when I give them out, all the, any number you can find is available. I'm not one of these guys It's it's a bet. Like, the Cardinals are a bet under 85. You can do better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not one of these guys. If it goes to 84 and a half, it's not a bet, or it goes to 85 and a half, it's a double bet. This is not exact science. Uh, these half half games aren't as worth as much as you think. They're worth about seven cents on the dollar. So, but these are um, consensus numbers, and I'm also using numbers from South Point. And Arizona's over 66 and a half. You can find that everywhere. So now we're going to AL Central. And I like the Tigers under 78 and a half. Ooh. And um, I, first of all, the Baez trade, uh, I mean, the acquisition of Baez is it's a declining asset, a depreciating asset at a high rate. You know, it reminds me of some of my girlfriends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, uh, oh, man. They're um, each, each, Every metric he has is going down. Fielding, contact, strikeouts. Yeah, he's got great behavior and everything. I, I think he's going to get booed before the season's over. Wow. And um, they're pitching. For too long, they've had too many young guys that were going to be good. And they haven't been. Yeah. A and, pattern has developed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last year, I bet him over. Um, but this year, I don't think 78 and a half is a realistic number. Um, so um, I'm betting the Tigers under. Um, we're coming to uh, AL West. Another one. This one, this one's an easy one to make an error for it, actually, is Seattle under 84 and a half. You can probably get better on that one. They won 90 games last year with, with mirrors. Pulling guys out of the bullpen that didn't uh, give up runs for 23 innings and uh, basically got overperformance out of some of their younger players, I thought. And I don't see where the red, the trade of the Reds is probably worth a game for them, considering you know that Seager's gone. And I, I don't see it. We know the Angels got to be better than last year, mm-hmm. and. I don't think there's any uh, doubt that the Astros are the same Astros. So uh, there's what do I? It's a very in vogue pick, the Mariners. Yes, and and bullishly, I mean. Yeah, I know because I've 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 got better numbers on this as times goes. I've done well enough to not have to. Bother me, you respect right? it to a point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I now understand. the Rangers will be better than uh, last year too, right? And they, that'll cut off for the age deficit. But I, I don't know. I just, I don't see the Mariners. I think when you get those dream seasons, um, you've got to regress. And there's no one in the world could have thought the Mariners could win 90 games last year. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a big regression play for me, and uh, I don't have an issue with it. Okay, one more. The next game, the next one is sort of hard for me to give a, make a narrative for. 
but the numbers are what they are, or at least the way I come up with them, yeah. right? And this is Miami over 74 and a half, <clears throat> the Marlins. And boy, it's tough to, to figure out where these wins are coming from because you've got the Mets that are going to be better. The Phillies are going to be a few games better. The Braves are going to be as good or maybe a few games better. So where are the wins coming from? Well, this <clears throat> is practically all on pitching. Their, their rating for me is practically all on pitching. Um, it's all on starting pitching. Uh, Alcantara, Rogers, Pablo Lopez, and they, they actually run around six deep. I mean, when I say six deep, they're, they have five and six guys that the rest of the league would love to have for four and five guys, right? For the number four and number five guys. Uh, they're going to struggle on offense. Last year, they were 14th in the league and runs uh, produced. They're probably going to be around the same. All they need to do is get the same performance they got out of their old guys last year. A little halt from Solaire. But this is all about pitching. But like I said, you look at the schedule, I don't know where the wins are coming from. Well, you, know, you make a great point about that division, because we were just talking about it on primetime last night. The Mets, Braves, and Phillies, as you just said, Braves defending, defending World Series champions. The Mets, who over the course of the last five years have suffered more from lost, lost games to injury than mm-hmm. any team in baseball besides the Yankees, and have also sort of underperformed their win expectancy more mm-hmm. than any other team, but I think two in Major League Baseball over the last five years. Yep. And then you have Phillies, as you just mentioned, bullp- like the bullpens on the Phillies. I think the Phillies, what they ended up with, Kniebel and Hand also in the bullpen. I sure. mean, these three yeah. teams are going to be good, right. barring poor luck, one would one would imagine, as all the Mets they fans. They are. So I, yeah. I don't figure out where the wins come from, but um, my starting pitching is, um, so a knack of betting bad teams over is that you're going to lose a lot of games. Um Two to one. You just are, you know. Uh, and then you've got to hope that you win a few of them. That's how you get to 75 wins. Now, it's, it shows up 76 and a half wins there. You, that's a number you can do much better than. Um, you got 74 and a half. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I, the consensus around town is not 76 and a half would be the high number. I'm just looking here at the uh, South Point yeah, numbers. Yeah, always shop around for all of these. Yeah, 74 sure. and a half right now at the South Point, and I just updated. You yeah. can walk in here and bet them 2,000. They'll go to 75. You can bet them two more. Yeah. You know, so you can go into other places and get real good limits now. The have limits you- have gone up way uh, on this year. This is the highest limits I've ever seen on these. Couple of places taking five thousand on the app, and if you go down the counter, they give you more. I like it. Yeah. Um, we only have uh, thirty seconds here. Mm-hmm. Is there some portion of the sport of baseball that you've had to weigh more in recent years than you used to? I, I cut down on defensive metrics. You cut down on defensive yes, metrics because I, I. This is my determination, not shared by many. Yeah. It's an individual metric, and it's being offset by defensive placement. So now, you can take a bad fielder, put him in a right spot. He gets to be a better fielder than the metric show. Will that change when the shift is banned? Is, oh, is that'll reinstated? change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, yeah, that'll change enormously if the shift is banned. Right. Well, I mean, shift yeah. reinstated. Uh, yeah, shift no, banned, rather. Yeah, Sorry. right. Yeah, yeah, it'll change enormously. But right yeah. now, you can actually, now Phillies have these two guys in the right field that are left field aren't supposed to be so good. Right. It's amazing what placement can do. Roxy, thank you so much. Always great to see you. You look great. Oh, thank you. The best dressed man in any sports book. Roxy Roxborough, thank you so much.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's talk some baseball, ladies and gentlemen. It's baseball week here on the show, which means a whole dose and a bunch of doses of Paul Sporer from Fangraphs. We'll talk awards. We'll talk futures. We'll talk season wins. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow him at Twitter at S-P-O-R-E-R, Spore. It's Paul Spore, everybody, from Austin, Texas. How you doing, Paul? Gil, I'm well. How are you? I'm very well. Were you asleep, Paul? What was going on back there? No, I was not asleep. You I know. just – Skype wasn't loaded for some reason. Also, of course, and, the ho- – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, slide, no, I'm just saying I don't know why I wasn't coming through. Oh, okay. Also, the host of the Sleeper of the Bus podcast. Paul was here in Vegas this weekend for March Madness. How was that? It was great. I was actually there for fantasy baseball purposes, oh. doing our big uh, main event drafts for the NFBC. So uh, that was great. Got to watch some hoops, play some poker. Didn't get to link up with you, but it was an action-packed weekend, so hey, it was hard to really kind of fit anything else in. But uh, had a blast, absolutely. Had a blast. We, we were in the same building. Did you run into Mitch Trubisky also, like I did? I didn't. Yeah, multiple times. Like, oh, there's Mitch Trubisky again. Um, Mitch Trubisky, by the way, here's a little bit of information. Jeff, you ready for this? Uh, my buddies who are all, uh, you know, uh, Washington fans, they're like, man, we, we would love to have you on our team. Right. I don't know if they were being serious, but they were being polite. And you know what Mr. Trubisky said? He goes, Washington was my first choice. They never pursued me. How about that? Really? Never pursued wow. me. Hmm. Yeah. That's a tidbit right there. Jeff is passing. He doesn't want to comment on that. Paul Spore here, ladies and gentlemen, from Fangraphs. Uh, okay, where do you want to start? You want to talk season wins first? You want to do that? Let's do that. Yeah, All let's right. jump into the wins. Let's uh, let's go into the your your favorite. Doesn't have to be over or under. Whatever your single favorite one is. What is it? Well, you know, it's 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 changed a little bit online, but I got it 
I have this locked. I have a ticket for it. So I feel like I can still talk up this number and maybe you can shop for it still because it was over there at the Bellagio. They hadn't really adjusted the twins very well off of their recent moves. Got them over 78 and a half. I see on, on BetMGM right now that it's at 81 and a half. That's a sharper number. I'd probably still be open to playing that, but I really loved getting it at 78 and a half. I thought that they did not react hard enough to the moves that they made. This was a team I liked for regression just as a general idea before anything, before the Donaldson trade, before getting Correa. Then you start to throw in that stuff. I thought the number would probably get to a level where I wouldn't want to do it. You know, 83, 84. Like I said, 78 and a half this weekend. Still got it. So shop around. Even at the 81 and a half, though, I'm open to it. This Twins team really shouldn't have been a 73-game winner last year. They kind of mailed it in after things went sideways, traded some pieces. But I love the way they've retooled things. And I think it's a solid ball club. All right. Do we see 79 and a half, Jeff? Are you still seeing that at BetMGM? Uh, I'm I'm double checking right now, but when we sent this in this morning, it was 79 and a half. Mm, so perfect. That may have may have taken some action during the show here. All right. So over on the twins for Paul Spores, number one. What's number two? You know, this one, I don't know if it's my if, if it's necessarily like a super favorite, but one thing. I've always felt like uh, the A's, when they bottom out, mm-hmm. they don't really go completely in the tank, oh. right? That Their last 100 loss season is from 1979. They're always usually decent enough. They're like a, a run-of-the-mill bad team. So I would definitely want to shop the number. Again, I'm looking here at 69 and a half, and I don't hate the over on that. It depends, obviously, why they trade uh, Manaya and Montas, right? They're still talking. They're talking Manaya right now, and then Montas would probably be dealt in season. The reason that I think that they the A's don't super bottom out though is because all the guys that they get in those trades they put in. So it's a group of like quality prospect minor leaguers. They don't just put in a bunch of 32 year old bum, you know, bench player types. They play some reasonable guys. And I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that this team is any good, Gil. It's not. But I don't think that they're going to be a full bottom out garbage bag team. So I kind of look at 69 and a half and I'm like, <laughs> that's not terrible. I, I've seen it lower, too. If you if you see the 67 and a half, 68 and a half, I might hit the over on that. I think the A's, uh, you know, again, they're going to be a run of the mill bad team. They're not going to be a 100 loss team, in my opinion. Not a full bottom out garbage bag, unquote, team. The Oakland Athlete, you faked me out. I thought you were going to go the other way on that. And then you were like, I know, yeah. I know. And. I understand a lot of people want to because they're making all those trades and they're probably going to trade both starters still. And I understand that you would want to go under there, but look at their history when they have their down periods. They don't always win above 69. Don't get me wrong, but their last three year bad period was 68, 69 and 75. Uh, And obviously that's an upward trajectory. So the very initial season was 68. So shop around for it is all I'm saying. Don't immediately think that the A's are just going to be this God awful team because I don't think they are. And then I'll, I'll save the best for last, Gail. You know. I don't have that on right now. I, I could switch it on if you want me Here to. we go. I know what's coming. You know darn well. Bang, there it is. His you know boyhood darn well team. how I feel about my team. Yes. And you know that I, I try to be really cautious about being too overloaded on them and too excited. This is a 500 ball club, though, and they're at 78 and a half right now that I'm seeing. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to hit that. I really, really like what the Tigers have done. You know, Baez was not my number one choice as far as being a fan and and wanting Correa to link back up with Hinch or even maybe get Trevor Story. 
But I do not deny that Baez is a star-level talent, an elite defender, and he's a big add for this ball club. I'm huge on Akil Badu. The, the, excuse me, the Eduardo Rodriguez move was a little bit out of nowhere. I didn't expect a big starter coming in, but I love that move, too. I'm really excited about my favorite team. I think they're at least a 500 ball club, so I'm hitting the over. And for people who, who are new to Paul's segments on our show, he does not do this every year. He does not go over on his team every year. Uh, this is legit. This is what he feels about his team. So over on the Twins, over on the Athletics, over on the Tigers. Again, shop around for the best price because you might see like a half game or a game difference, maybe even a game and a half in, in some of these markets. Again, with baseball season still a couple weeks away, but fast approaching. Any other overs at all? Um, n- None that I'm like super strong okay. on. I like this Brewers club, but they're at 89 and a half. 90 is a good season there and, and they're going to have competition. So yeah, I'd probably just go with those three, two of those, the twins and tigers are the ones I actually bet this weekend. So truly putting the money where the mouth is uh, because I can't always do everything as easily being in Texas and being told what I can and can't do with my money. Okay. Um, we'll save the unders for tomorrow, and we'll do awards. We'll do futures. I just want to ask you, I want to cherry pick a couple teams that just sort of anecdotally, I've heard a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I've heard more than one or two people like the over on, and I'm just curious about your thoughts. One is the Seattle Mariners, right? Obviously the big trade with the Reds getting Eugenio Suarez and more specifically Jesse Winker. It looks like the Reds are punting on the season, but but the Mariners, do you think that they are at the right number? You don't you don't see a lot of value there? I, I do think they're at the right number. It's a team that I'm still super intrigued by. They were a lot of fun to watch last year. You know, you and I talked a lot about the one the one run game performance and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that will regress, but the team will also get better. I think their offense will be more sustained and, and can afford to have bigger margins. Um, you know, getting a Cy Young winner is always good, even if I do believe he's going to regress some. There's still a lot of room for Robbie Ray to regress and be good. I do worry a little bit about Uh, the back end of the rotation. Like, how good is it? I am a Logan Gilbert guy. Uh, can Chris Flexen repeat again? You got You kind of got Marco Gonzalez and Chris Flexen doing the same thing there. Do they both get the batted ball luck they need to kind of survive as low strikeout guys? I am very intrigued by Matt Brash. He's a prospect that uh, some folks might not be familiar with. He might be making the jump from double A very quickly. He's 23 last year, so he's a little old for the level there. Obviously missed that year of development in 2020. So guys like him that were drafted in 19 are very difficult to analyze right now because of that missed year that's such a critical year there for a college level player Um, and so he's gonna be 24 this year and even though he only has 55 innings at double a Matt Brash could be a very big game changer for them so I like them but I see 84 and a half I think that's a perfectly fair number I can I can see the over but it's not one that I would hammer for the Mariners all right fair enough uh twins athletics and tigers Paul's favorite overs tomorrow we'll do unders and uh We'll have you back multiple times this week if you're willing because we want to do awards, we want to do categories of player props, a whole bunch of stuff. Happy to be here all week, y'all. Let's do it. Paul, I love it. Great to talk baseball again with you, man. Me too. Take care. Paul Spore, everybody. At Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R on Twitter from Fangraphs. Paul Spore from Fangraphs. Once again, you can follow him at Spore on Twitter. Spore dot, excuse me, pardon me. Let's try that again. Um, Twitch.tv slash Spore. Thank you. Did I get that right? Perfect. All right. Perfect. I was trying, man. Uh, okay, AL MVP, NL MVP. Let's start with AL MVP. Jeff and I were throwing this around earlier. Really super top-heavy. Shohei, mm-hmm. Trout, and Vlad. And then everybody else is 20 to 1 or longer. And the question I was throwing around was, and I and threw this around on primetime action last night, 
uh, and you were kind enough to join us as well, but I was talking to Matt and I Kelly, and, and I was like, listen, um, you know, if Shohei does exactly what he did last year, this year, are these voters going to be okay making him the MVP again? And I don't know. They have to be. They got to be, right? They have to be. And so I get why he is at plus three. I'm surprised he's the. Um, uh, I'm surprised Juan Soto's a shorter shot than him. I, I, I know it's in the NL, but like, I still, I still don't get that. I still think Otani, uh, because he's on a better team and that shouldn't matter, but it does. We know that it does. And if you're trying to, to bet these markets, you have to take that into at least some account because voters will use that as a tiebreaker and you never know which voters you're going to get because they rotate each award all the time. But yeah, I mean, it is Otani at the top there and, I'm fine if somebody wants to just run that back. I tend to go a bit longer on these things. Um, again, just trying to trying to find that dream season and hit something big. You know, people were on Burns and Otani last year as they were kind of the up and comers, right? Because Otani, you know, remember we didn't know that that he was ready. Like everyone, he was getting being drafted in like ninth, tenth round of fantasy leagues. He was a much longer shot for for MVP last year. Now he shows that he's he's the man, and I understand why he's up there, and I understand why Trout's up there too. But I went a little bit longer. I'm gonna take the health gamble here um, on Byron Buxton at plus three thousand. It, it all comes down to that, right? Like it's that simple, but it's also that difficult because he hasn't stayed healthy. And I wonder if the best thing for Byron Buxton at this point is to strike up a friendship with uh, Bryce Harper, who. Also played kind of recklessly when he was young, running into walls, getting hurt, and then kind of figured out how to dial it back without being lackadaisical. Bryce is not a bad outfielder. He doesn't dog it or anything like that, but he doesn't run into the wall as much anymore either. He doesn't put his body out there to where he's going to risk these injuries. I love what Buxton does. I don't want to dial him down into a uh, lame center fielder, but he needs to keep himself healthy. He's played over 100 games once. I would like to take the long shot, though, and uh, bet on him for the MVP this year. I just gave the case as to why not, because he never plays. But if he stays healthy, he can do it. Byron Buxton, 30-1, to 1, AL MVP, long shot play from Paul Spore. What about NL MVP? This one is much more wide open. We obviously have an injury to Tatis Jr. for three months. Mm-hmm. Juan Soto, who I had <laughs> at 75-1 <sighs> to 1 last year and finished second to Bryce Harbour, and I'm tough. still bitter, dude. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, and that's what I said about the, you know, the, the the team context matters, which again, it shouldn't. And I, I thought there was a perfectly strong case for Soto last year, um, you know, versus Harper. I, I, I don't think Harper was like a bad winner. I was pulling for you, though. I really thought you were going to bring it home. Ronald Acuna Jr., who I often say is the best player in baseball on a night-to-night basis if you watch multiple games every night, 7-1. to one. The reigning NL MVP, as hard as that is for me to say, Bryce Harper, along with Mookie Betts, both at 9-1. to one. And then you see everybody else, including Tatis Jr., uh, at 10-1. to one. And He can't win. He, well, see, I have him at 300-1 to one right after the his, his absence was announced. So, you know, it's all about a number. Well, 300 is a, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's yeah. a number you just take for the fun of it. You can't play him at 10 to 1. Then there's Freddie Freeman in the middle of that Dodgers lineup at 12 to 1. By the way, mm. it should be noted Jacob deGrom is wedged in the middle there at 20 to 1. He's, I mean, because he looks great at spring and, and everyone's getting back on the hype train. And I totally get that. I got a couple guys here, though. You mentioned one of them, Mookie Betts, I think, at at uh, at 9-1. to one. I, I like that. I can get behind that as one of the shorter shots. I Again, I usually go longer on these, but I love Mookie Betts. I think he's excellent. That team is so good. 
Uh, if the hip's more at 100% this year, I think it gets back into being the, the Mookie that we know and really has a special season. I mean, this is the kind of season that he could score like 140 runs, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. And then I like a little bit of a, of a longer shot here in Pete Alonso. Um, he's 40 to one. Obviously, you know, we, we know with the Mets, Mets are going to Mets, right? There's something goofy is going to happen to that team. No matter, <laughs> no matter what, uh, it's, it's, it's tried and true. It's, it's too proven, but Pete Alonso is, is an absolute stud. And he's the kind of guy that could pop off for 50 again. And he leads that team to an NLS, NL East, uh, uh, division title type of deal. And I could totally see him getting there. He hits the ball hard enough to have a high average too. If he has that, that dream season where he spikes, you know, like a 290 plus average with a ton of ribbies, ton of runs, obviously the advanced stats would, would be big too. the average OBP slug WRC plus all that. Uh, I just think that basically repeating 2019, but at, at even better triple slash, I think that's possible. He won rookie of the year that year. I think, I think he could be a solid long shot for MVP. And I'll also spoil and say he's my home run pick as well. What, what's the number on uh, Alonzo for MVP? 40 to one, 40, 40, to, 40 one. to one. It's actually reassuring to hear Paul say that because when I was going through this the last week, Alonzo at 40 to one stood out. And in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh, you're just being a Homer Jeff. <laughs> so uh, reassuring to hear Paul uh, actually kind of has was, the same thought that I had. Was it reassuring for him to say Mets are going to Mets though? Well, ultimately? that's that's a given. I can't I can't argue yeah. with that. Okay. <laughs> that's a scientific fact. Like we don't we don't argue gravity. We don't Science. argue Mets going to Mets. Science. Yeah, these, these are things. But uh, yeah, I like him for the homers as well too. I'm just Pete Alonso. He's he's one of the preeminent power hitters in this league, and I think there's an MVP special season in that bat. Thomas Dolby, by the way, was an advisor to a company I was part of back in the day. And I we he was an advisor. We used to go meet with Thomas Dolby, the Thomas Dolby, the guy blinded me with science. Uh, and uh, he was like a really calm dude. And he would also like, you know, double down on that by closing the shades. And I used to say to my uh, coworkers, I'd be like $200 cold cash if anybody in the middle of one of these boring ass meetings just goes, <laughs> science, just in the middle of it randomly. So I would just stare at them in the middle of the meetings, like trying to egg them on. Never happened. Do it. Do Never it. happened. I would have done it. Gil, uh, you'd, have, you'd have owed me the money. I'd have done it. <laughs> Been awesome. Home runs. Okay. You just gave it away. You you like one of them. I gave one, one of them. You like Pete Alonzo. He's, he's second. He's 10 to one in this yeah. market. Vlad is the short shot at seven to one. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. The usual suspects behind him, right? Joey Gallo, mm-hmm. Aaron Judge, Matt Olson now out of that, you know, cavern of a stadium oh. in Oakland at 13 to one. And there is Shohei, 13 to one. Salvador Perez, the reigning champ, 14 to one. Million ways to go here. I, mm-hmm. I do like Alonzo. I'm going to back that up with the MVP there. Obviously, the, the home run one feels even stronger, but it's also a much shorter shot. Uh, but I like Fran Mill there on that second side, 16 to 1. I, I still think Fran Mill has a 40 plus homer bat, uh, 40 plus homer season in his bat. He crushes the ball and and he also comes with he's another one of these guys that hits so well that he can come with a big average even though he's not known for like a, a, a you know he, he looks like kind of a traditional slugger who might hit like 240 now Fernando Reyes can hit like 280 on a, on a great season I really could see something like that but he could also lead the league in homers and then the long shot 80 to 1 Nicholas Castellanos. I'm surprised he's at 80 to one. That feels, that feels way too long for him. He hit 34 last year and he's just touring the best parks. Now he and Kyle Schwarber, by the way, you look at their trajectory. They're both just going from the best park to the best park that they can go to. Um, Schwarber has literally hit the three best lefty parks in Washington, Boston, and now Philly over the recent years. And uh, Castellanos going from Cincy to Philly 
is just staying in a hot park. So he hit 34 last year in 138 games. I would not be surprised if he popped off and was able to uh, contend for the home run title in Philly. So I really like Castellanos as, as a long shot there. I actually do like that number. By the way, did you see uh, his first hit as a Philly during spring training came as the Blue Jays broadcast crew was reading a DUI apology on air. It's un- yes. it's unbelievable. That, that is becoming as, yes. as strong of a scientific fact as Mets going to Mets. <laughs> That's is right. That Castellanos will be batting during some sort of like moment, yeah. right? When, when something is going on on the broadcast, it's happened multiple times. It's not just the Tom Brenneman one for folks that don't know. Yeah. He's just always happened to batting. Like when they're reading an obituary or giving a DUI apology, it's uncanny. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He would be the leader in awkward home run calls. That's for <laughs> exactly. Sure. All right. Uh, 80 to one. So uh, you won't be tomorrow, but you'll come back later in the week. We'll talk about RBIs. We'll talk about hits, anything else, Cy Young, whatever it is that you like betting wise. We'll do this uh, at least once more this week. Excellent. Sounds great, Gil. All right. Paul Spore, everybody. Thank you, sir. Paul Spore from Fangraphs at Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R on Twitter again. Um, at Spore. No, it's at twitch.tv slash Spore. Twitch.tv slash Spore for uh, what, a, what a crowd he has each and every night following him doing that. That's his bread and butter. And the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, of course. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, let us bring in a gentleman who comes to us from Austin, Texas. He is the host of the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, writes for Fangraphs, and any given night, um, he is also, you know, touch and go because he's doing his twitch.tv slash spore MLB the show stuff. And apparently something got released last night. So he's up late into the late hours playing, playing video games. It's Paul Spore, everybody. How you doing? 
I'm doing well, Gil. How are you? Good. What got released last night? The new game, MLB The Show 22, oh. live at 11, uh, 11 p.m. Central, midnight Eastern, and so we were going, we were going, we were going big on it. What it was, was great. What was your your first reaction to like a new development in that game where you were like, sweet, this oh, is I was awesome. losing my mind. Yeah, all, all, all sorts of good stuff. They've added added some new game modes. Uh, the 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 cards within the game look great. My first diamond pull was Justin Verlander, my favorite pitcher ever. So it it was a good night. It, we had a really good night. Finished up about six in the morning. Paul Paulie, the first time that he was doing Twitch, when no one had really heard of Twitch, Paul was a was an early adopter. And I said to Paul, I was like, hey, uh, people uh people pay you money. They they donate to watch you play uh, MLB the show. He goes, oh no, no, Gil, you don't understand. They hang out with me to watch me make my lineups. <laughs> Exactly. It's one of the great things. Exactly. They're just hanging out. It's just a bunch of baseball fans hanging yeah. out, and uh, it, it's a really fun time. I mean, some people don't even have the game or a console. They're just there to hang and talk baseball. Others are there specifically because they play the game and they want to, uh, you know, bask in the glory of, of of playing it and talking about it. So it, it's it's a really good community. The MLB The Show Twitch it. community is really strong. All right. You're at Spore on Twitter, S-P-O-R-E-R. Here are my here are so here are some of the futures player props I've met. I've bet, bet rather in the, in Major League Baseball. You will see at the very bottom of the screen, Paul, Jacob deGrom, four to one. Ugh. Jacob deGrom already with arm tightness. Jeff, we should probably should have said this earlier. How you feeling, man? You okay with your well, man? Well, as, as I said and yesterday, so it the begins. Do, the doom started early this oh. year. Yep. Paul, I mean, it's, it's you know, they have lost. The Mets to injury have lost more collective games to injury in the last five years than every team in Major League Baseball, with the exception of the Yankees. Um, and you just, you just wonder at some point. First of all, you know, we had uh, Joe Sheehan on last night on Primetime Action, and his thing was, we, he was like, we still don't know exactly what was wrong with DeGrom last year. True. That's True. We're concerning. Still, we're still kind of flying blind, and, you know, I was excited coming off the spring training too. You know, I, I want to see him out there. I want to see him doing well, but we did kind of run to the finish line as though a two inning outing was, well, he's fully healthy and back and let's go. So part of it is on us as a baseball community, kind of assuming that, Hey, we're out of the woods. And it's like, well, no, no, we're not. I mean, no. we're just not going to be either um, in general. I mean, he, he's probably, I don't know. He's probably like a 120 inning guy this year, like with with starts and stops type of deal. He should be great when he pitches to Gromwell, but I don't know. It's it's nerve wracking for sure. I mean, you, you do it. You talk about handicapping and and putting a bet on him, or you talk about putting him in fantasy baseball, picking him in fantasy baseball. Nerve wracking either way. Do you want to put your money there? You know, the payoff can be huge, but do you even want to deal with the risk? Is the real question you have to ask yourself, Jeff question for both of you actually because of this do you look to a max scherzer now in a, in a cy young market or are those numbers just too short now i mean with with max they're probably still shorter than i want to go i'm always going to be looking for a, a, a bit of a bigger play when i'm doing futures like that that's just that's just the comfort level that i have i'm putting up the money for six months trying to hit a little bit bigger uh than chalk or near chalk yeah, I, I, I'd like to see how this plays out with DeGrom first and then sort of adjust. But it's just so sad to see. And Now, let me just say this from a betting standpoint, that, there is a, that there's a major offshore. And they have, you know, as, as the years have gone on, now there's not listed pitchers anymore. Um, 
you know, it's just sort of action on everything. But you will see now on season long props with with certain with pitchers now that there's like a twenty two and a half game stipulation. So yeah. so they're basically both sides are getting protected. Right. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. like that a lot. So it's it's like it's gotten to be such a thing where now you're seeing this stipulation where you never saw it before. It's pretty interesting how how people are adjusting to all of this. Uh, but here here again, you know, before we get into the individual your individual thoughts in player uh, markets, did you have anything else teams? Because we went through your season wins. Anything else futures wise divisions? Nothing else, right? No. Okay. All set. All set on teams right now. Okay. Player stuff. What player you. stuff do you like the best? Where do you want to go? So looking at uh, looking at like the hits, uh, m- most hits in the season. I-, I like a few guys that kind of stand out, and I can kind of range in in odds uh, with Nicholas Castellanos at at uh, twenty to one. Eloy Jimenez, who I think is basically the same guy. I mean, these guys aren't that different. We've seen Eloy Jimenez. Have a big batting average, I think, his rookie year. And then it's it's come down a little bit. I still think there's a, a plus 300 season in Eloy's bat. He's at 35 to 1. And then I like Lindor uh, a good bit on a bounce-back season this year. Uh, so 40 to 1 on the hits is something I could definitely see for him. You know, they're not the same player. And, like, just because they're from Puerto Rico, I'm not making this, this direct comp. But Lindor's first year last year reminds me a lot of Carlos Beltran's in New York. And everyone was thinking he's washed coming off of that amazing playoff with Houston. He was just out of his gourd with them down the stretch as well. And it's like, oh, my God, he's going to New York. He's going to be a savior. Here it is. It's it's, it's over. He's he's going to be amazing. And he, and he was pretty pretty bad that first year. Beltran was was pretty mediocre relative to what he was being paid and, and the expectations. Bounced back the next year and was a superstar again. And... Sometimes it's just a transition year, and I don't always buy in like, oh, New York is so mentally draining on everybody. It can be anywhere. It can be a smaller, uh, uh, you know, a, a smaller venue that you're going to, a smaller city that you're going to. Just transitioning as a big dog, making all that money that first year can be an adjustment. So I think Lindor is going to be fine coming off the ugly season last year and uh, has a chance to lead the league in hits. So I got him at forty to one, and then RBIs. I'm looking at Nelson Cruz joining Washington. The big linchpin here is if Cesar Hernandez gets back to his on-base ways. Kind of lost himself a little bit last year. I think he had a 308 on base. Uh, Yeah, 308 because he was going for some power. It's like, you're not a power guy. Stop it. Get on base at a 340, 350 clip. Let Nelson Cruz and Juan Soto drive you in all day. Obviously, Juan Soto gets on base at a near 50% clip. So those two guys ahead of Cruz, uh, Josh Bell having a good season, could be a lot of RBI opportunities. Even though that's not a great team, you could have somebody like Nelson Cruz leading the league in RBIs from that club. I'm also buying hard into uh, into Joey Votto just in general. Uh, big Me article too. on The Athletic. Me too. It's hard not to. He's, he's one of the smartest players the game's ever seen. I just kind of implicitly trust him. We saw the big power breakout last year. Wouldn't be surprised if he led the league in RBIs. And I know that they've, you know, started to kind of tear that team apart a little bit. The offense is still pretty solid, though. You got a catalyst out front like uh, like India at the top. You got Tyler Stevenson there who could bat two, or even Tyler Naquin against righties batting two. Plenty of guys on base for somebody like Votto to uh, to have a big RBI total, even if that team isn't great. Do you want me to go through all of them no, or, or stop and we, get your no, commentary? No, 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 no. We like these. We're gonna we're gonna hit a, a wall here, so we'll we'll continue after the break. But I, I just want to say caveat to a couple of those. In the case of both Cruz and Votto, 
if Cruz plays really well, and there's no evidence to suggest at this point that he won't, uh, and Votto, who had a bit of a bounce back uh, last year, could they, they could be traded, right? Both of them at the trade True. deadline could go. And just make sure, and I don't know that there's any spots that offer RBI only in their specific league, right? Yeah. But just make sure it's an MLB one because they could get dealt to the opposite league in terms of the, the market you're betting. Just sort of a yeah. caveat there. Uh, real quick here before we go to break, uh, one Christopher the Bear Felica, El Oso, for those listening in Spanish, do we know Jason is even alive? Oh, not that one. Uh, do we know that Scherzer is even okay? Uh, what's the other question he had? Does that postseason end of season decline worry anyone? And again, I still say Wilmer Flores could have gotten him if, if not on that nonsense check swing. I'm still bitter. Um, but any concerns for you? Uh, sure. Anytime you're dealing with somebody at that age, uh, that there are concerns, right? I mean, because once you kind of hit that mid third range, there it, there doesn't really need to be any sort of rhyme or reason to your health. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of concern with Scherzer too. Another reason I wouldn't bet him though. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back. Paul's got more. Oh, you know it's good when he's like, should I stop or should I just keep going? Because I have like a Magna Carta worth of this stuff. That's next. More Paul Spore at Spore on Twitter, S-P-O-R-E-R for Sleeper in the Bust and Fan Graphs. And, of course, twitch.tv slash Spore. On the other side, Paul Spore is here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from uh, Austin, Texas. Paul, uh, we had a request about your your shirt. What does that say? The Charlotte Charlottes? What does that say? Yeah, that's based off my dog. Yes, um, that's what I thought. With the website uh, Rotoware, mm-hmm. the guy over there is, is a friend of mine, Kenny. Shouts to Kenny. He's an amazing artist. He's a he's a one man show. So if you're familiar with Rotoware and your Rotoware.com, not an advertisement, but check them out. They're great. He custom made this for me. Sold them in my stream. I was like, I want a minor league team, kind of based off of my dog. And I want purple and white for Twitch. And I love the color purple. You're, and this is what he came up with, and it's a big win. Yeah, it's beautiful. Your dog, who has been a star of our segments in the past, won for scratching the uh, the, the heck out of that uh, couch behind you, which I think we've changed. You've gotten a new couch, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's, it's, Same couch? I'm just moved. Oh, yeah, just I'm moved. just moved closer to the couch. I, I just moved everything over a little bit, so you're getting a little bit of a different perspective. And then the She's mo- not in here. You're, you're going to say the other thing that she was The other thing, the, the, the most show. famous Charlotte appearance of all time, where she she violently vomited during the segment, and Paul had to, like, stop things <laughs> In the no, no, no. Check on it. You didn't. You powered through. Yes. No, no, Gail. Yes. The, the the other side, not not vomit. The the other side. Oh, I'm sorry. Then I wouldn't have brought yeah. it up. It, it, okay. It was it, it was the other side. Didn't know. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, what other what other season win player props do you like? So we did we did hits, ribbies. I got runs, K's, and a couple Cy Youngs. Uh, runs. You know that one's that one can always be tough. Because you're so reliant on on other people, of course. Um, I, mean, I mean, I guess you are with the ribbies too, right? They got it. They got to get on base so that uh, your guy can drive them in. Uh, but I like Tim Anderson. You know, he's a beast, thirty to one on that White Sox club. You know, when we talked about the teams, we mentioned how things are going to be more difficult for the White Sox because of the uh, uh, other teams in their division, not because they're bad or anything, though. So I don't really see them necessarily falling off. I see the rest of the division catching up to them. I could totally see Tim Anderson being uh, a runs god for them. Needs to stay healthy, though. Can we get a buck fifty-five out of Tim Anderson? That would be obviously a major key there. And again, I'll go with Lindor. You know, I talked about him in the hits. Of course, I would talk about him in the runs. This Mets team is supposed to be good. We know Mets going to Mets, but I'm big on a Lindor bounce back. So I would I would like him at 40 to one on the runs, same as his hits. Uh, and if you were going to pick one or the other with Lindor, I would go with the hits because that's just his skill. He doesn't need the rest of the team to drive him in. That's just him hitting. Strikeouts, I'm going double Marlins here. Oh, man. Trevor Rogers at 50 and Sandy Alcantara at 30. Big fan of both. 
don't get too hung up on Trevor Rogers only pitching seven starts at uh, second half last year. He had a family emergency. You know, family comes first. Uh, we don't get details on on what was going on with that. Not our business for one. But you know, don't judge him off that and be like, oh, was he hurt or what was going on? Family emergency. It was all good. He got back at the end of the year. Looked like himself in September. So I'm still very big on Trevor Rogers. Hope of everything's good with the family this year and he's ready to go for, you know, 180 plus innings. And then Sandy Alcantara has literally everything you look for in a breakout strikeout sort of guy. There's been some consternation in the fantasy community about his strikeouts. Like, Oh, you know, he doesn't strike out enough guys. And it's like, yeah, maybe not historically, but it really started to shine through last year. He's always had the stuff. He's always had the swing and miss, uh, you know, flashes there with his secondary stuff. And then in the second half last year, down the stretch, I think his last 10 or 12 starts, he was like a 30% strikeout guy, Alcantara was. So he's got all the tools there. He's also made 200 innings basically twice. One of the times was 197. I'm going to give him credit for 200 because if he gets to 190 plus, Sandy Alcantara can absolutely lead the league in strikeouts. I really, really like Sandy Alcantara this year for a massive breakout, which will not surprise you when I move on to Cy Young and I pick Sandy Alcantara wow. at 25 to 1. Um, you know, again, what they're doing there with the pitching in Miami is amazing. It's so robust. They got guys coming up that a lot of folks haven't heard of if they don't follow prospects. Yuri Perez might be the best of this entire bunch. He's only 18, and they're churning out guys left and right, and they might have the, the very best guy on his way, you know, two, three years down the road. And I'll take another breakout. This one's a little bit of a longer shot because, uh, well, first off, it's higher odds, but also because I don't fully know the innings that Michael Kopech is going to get, but I just adore the talent. You We've know. been waiting on this guy pretty much from day one. He, he's, he's got everything. He's got everything you want. He only threw 69 innings last year, though. So how much do they really raise him? If, if we can get him to raise them the, the 100, you know, everyone talked about the 100 extra innings from 2020 to 2021. Um, if he can kind of get that and be around 160, 170 innings, he can win a Cy Young there. Uh, innings counts have lowered. We know when, Cy, when uh, Blake Snell won it with 180, that was a low. Guys are being given... Uh, you know, full consideration, even if they don't have the 200 plus inning seasons, Michael Kopech could be really interesting there. If he can at least get up to that 170 mark, I think he could be a, a strong contender in the American League at 40 to one. Yeah. And let me just sort of like, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Paulie's segments over over time, um, just to give him his uh, his street cred on all this. Paul and I first we met through Twitter years and years ago. But in those days, you were doing these massive starting pitcher guides, like just it's it's unbelievable to think how much you wrote not only on current you know current day starting pitchers in major league baseball, but also the minor leaguers. You did these extensive write ups on minor leaguers, and I was like, who is this kid? This is unbelievable. <laughs> but some of your great calls over the years, right? Your your streak rate on pitchers is probably you you do everything great, but on pitchers is really the best because you were Corey Kluber before Corey Kluber was cool. Nathan Eovaldi leaps to mind. I'm trying to think of some of the other calls where you were, like, way ahead of the curve on. And so now Alcantara, we're hearing from you. Uh, Kopech people are more familiar with, I would imagine, sure. years now. But but Alcantara would be a name that, even though some people, you know, more more serious baseball fans know, I think the more casual folks probably wouldn't gravitate towards betting on him. Let me, let me just ask you one question. Uh, I don't know if you sure. have any more here, but Matt Vasgersian. No, no, uh, that, that, that runs it out. Okay, Matt Vasgersian was on with us on Primetime Action a few weeks back. Uh, with Matt Brown and with Kelly Bidlin, which you've been kind enough to come on as well. And he was talking about, you know, and he's got to be careful, right, what he talks about, what he doesn't. But one of the no thi- one of the things that he shared was 
this notion, and this is just sort of as we as we get into the season next week and people are betting individual games and they're talking about, you know, betting the Rays specifically, here's what I'm going to get to on, on season long bets. But he was talking about how he is familiar with studies now where the, and I want to, I want to word this correctly, but essentially pitchers on the mound in Tampa Bay get extra length on their sort of their, you know, their, their torque or in terms of just their release, I should say. So there's mm-hmm. just because of the nature of that mound, there's sort of a slight built-in advantage for Tampa Bay playing 81 games there, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with this, and does that sound like something that is super actionable to you and explain perhaps some of Tampa Bay's perennial success? I was not familiar with it, but you better believe I'm going to ask Eno Saris about it and see if it's something that he wants to chase down and get more info on. That's that's definitely his wheelhouse there of kind of uh, investigating that stuff and, and figuring it out. I could definitely see it being an advantage. Heck, I could see it being an advantage for for some road pitchers visiting and realizing, whoa, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm really getting my extension here. And maybe that explains why some guys really struggle at the trot. We know the hitter's eye is part of it, too. Like Willie Adamas was very open about it. I wonder if maybe Nelson Cruz succumbed to that last year in his time with Tampa Bay. So the mix of a rough batter's eye plus this extra extension for guys off the mound can wreak havoc on batters in the trop as if it's not bad enough just being in that uh, in, in that weird place. I don't know. It just I've actually heard it's not terrible to watch a game at. Believe it or not, I've actually heard multiple people say that but it looks horrendous on TV, the yeah. catwalk stuff. That It just it doesn't seem great from an outsider's perspective. I've been but there. But it does seem to be like a pitcher's haven. Do, do you not agree, Dean? It's not great? It's, uh, you know, it, it ain't Oracle Park. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it, not... it, it's got to be pr- pretty low on the list there, too. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not a big dome fan in general, especially for baseball. You're not going to get me too sold on an indoor venue in general, uh, but especially one, you know, then not even using real grass, at least the places in Texas, the two places that have retractable roofs now, uh, they still have grass. So you're still using real grass. I just don't like the closed in, like Rogers Center. I, I don't yeah, like that vibe. The, the I don't, I don't, I don't hit, like the turf. The ball hits the catwalk. I mean, come on. We can't, you know, we're still doing that. Yeah. Tem- Tampa Bay is a wild yeah. place. Uh, exit question. It's like I'm a McLaughlin yes. group down here. Um, the team is. It doesn't have to. You can just pick one, either AL or NL. The team that when we get to the postseason, we do have expanded postseason now, the team that no one is expecting to be in that will be in. The Marlins. The Marlins. Wow, you are all about the Marlins. They added some hands. I am. And, you know, we were talking about the Marlins in 20 when they were the sneak team that uh, actually made the playoffs. Just talking a little bit about them. That pitching is amazing. They got some hitting to come with it. If that hitting plays up to their level, Marlins. All right. Paulie, you're the best. We'll uh, we'll check you out. Twitch.tv slash spore for the new MLB The Show. Thanks, man. All weekend. Thanks, Gil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.